Hello, everyone. Welcome back to AV Art Club. This is episode 18, I think. Uh, I am Chris Clamp, and as always, I am with my partner in all things. Lauren Piemont. Thanks for being here, Lauren. Of course. So it is Saturday, February 11th. We are recording again in the evening, and uh, we got the mood set for a deep discussion. We got candles. <laughs> bon appetit. Yeah, we have candles and tea and it's raining outside, so it's a cozy evening to chat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we've had this uh, topic on our minds, uh, well, for years actually, it's been something that Lauren and I chat about and we thought it would be something really nice to kind of dive into with the podcast. Um, do you want to introduce our topic or or maybe introduce anything else first um well our topic is fear of success and yeah we do talk about that a lot so we wanted to talk about it with you all because i think it happens a lot to people in the arts absolutely um you know fear of failure is pretty obvious you can understand that you know we all do not want to fail we are scared of failure but to be afraid of success that that is a um a a different way of thinking so what is that lauren you want to break that down like what is fear of success (laughs) yeah well it's kind of like when you're afraid of what will happen if you are successful. So some examples would be maybe you reach what you consider success and you end up being bored with it, or it's not fun like you thought it would be, or maybe you lose friends because you reach success. Maybe they're jealous, or maybe you had to work so hard to get the success that you didn't have time for things or people that you used to have time for. And on and on you can probably imagine more examples within yourself because i think everyone suffers from this a little bit i certainly do um but (laughs) i lost my train of thought there sorry Um, if i distracted you no it's fine but yeah yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell Mm -hmm. well i agree with you i think a lot of people in the arts are victims of a fear of success. I, for one, um, in many of our discussions have recognized that I have a huge fear of success and I have held myself back in many opportunities in life along the way due to that. And um, uh, fortunately, over the past couple years, I have turned the page and, and have not been thinking like I once had thought and I'm really like pushing forward in a way to achieve a level of growth and success and and that's thanks to you of course with your encouragement and making me like see things um so thank you oh well don't thank me you did all the work Mm. but I do think it matters a lot um who's around you whether or not you develop a fear of success. Um, I think sometimes we're afraid that the people around us won't be supportive of our dreams or whatever. And that 
can hold people back a lot of times. Yes, I agree. Well, another way that I interpret the fear of success is also based on um, kind of how you you maybe are condition excuse me conditioned to be. Like I grew up in a very rural southern uh, setting, and um, my family they're very simple. Everyone's sort of grown up in this very rural atmosphere. Everyone has worked in the local mills or something similar. And, and everyone has this feeling of, of humbleness. And, um, and that's like something that many people hold on to is making you more godly for lack of a better word. So being humble and just not asking for much makes you a better person. So like growing up, someone that was like striving to do more or even like held a position um, in leadership at the mill was kind of like looked down upon because they were like being greedy or or something like that. It's kind of a, a dirty hipster mentality if you really think about it. But that was something I was sort of conditioned into. So in, in my life, as I have um, grown up and and moved forward in my career and other opportunities, uh, I've been faced with things which, you know, there would be a door right in front of me and I could walk through it and I would have a new opportunity if I had taken it. But there was something in my mind that was like, no, that's not for you. You're not that kind of person. So anyway, that's how like fear of success kind of feels with me. Um, I do understand what you mean, how other people have interpreted it. Like in art schools, as we've talked about someone that's successful in the arts and starts selling artwork. Uh, you know, some people in art school might be like, Oh my God, look at that sellout over there. They're making money. Yeah. And we kind of touch on that sort of thinking in our profit versus nonprofit episodes. If you want to go back and check that out, you're welcome to, because I definitely think in the arts in particular, there is this sort of sellout narrative um, that really gets a lot of people down and holds a lot of people back. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, those of you in our audience listening right now, I'm sure you can identify and recognize uh, artists, for example, that you know, whether they are a teacher that you currently have or have had or an artist that maybe lived in your lives in your local community that is very talented. And you look at their artwork and you think, why are you not more known? Why, why do people not know your name? Why are you only showing at the the local community gallery? Why are you why isn't your work elsewhere? And sometimes, you know, well, hey, maybe the person is just very happy with what they have and that that's it. They just they they want to do what they have. But it it's another example again of maybe this person just did not reach their potential due to this fear of success, of taking advantage of certain opportunities or even asking for more. You know, as, as artists, as we are trying to become more successful independently with our artwork, we shouldn't limit ourselves. We should be 
trying to strive and achieve more and grow our footprint, excuse me, footprint more instead of just accepting what is giving to us and being thankful for it. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. And I think that a big way that fear of success shows up in the arts is with people who like hang on to a day job for too long. Like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Maybe they became a teacher because they didn't really think they could make it as an artist and they figured they were going to need a steady income and they want the benefits or whatever. Meanwhile, they're a fabulous artist and maybe they're showing here and there, but they don't have the time that they need to really like expand their career, maybe make enough work to get the attention of a gallery or whatever. And they're sort of like just like stunting their own growth and, you know, chalking it up to something like, well, I need the paycheck and, you know, that's valid and Sometimes that's true and sometimes you have to do that for many years before you can make the leap and like do what you're really meant to do. But you only you know if you're being honest with yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Before we started our podcast and I, Lauren and I were chatting and, and about this idea of success and I used this this example that I thought was kind of relevant and it explained a situation that I've found myself in in the past, you know, let's say that you are an employee at a restaurant and you're making minimum wage, um, but you are very well respected and, and like a neighboring restaurant approaches you and offers you a job and they say double what you're being paid or triple what you're being paid. Maybe they offer you a position of leadership, a management position or whatever, but you don't take it because you like where you currently are or you like your bosses or you don't want the extra responsibility that might come with the other job. And I've been in positions like that before where you just stay put out of your own comfort. It's like the golden handcuff. But you've not only limited yourself and your growth, but you've just like self-sabotaged whatever might happen in the future. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Like one of my first things that I can think of about um, my own fear of success in a way, and this goes back to our last episode about um, the MFA, is I remember when I was in uh, college getting my BFA, there was this thing kind of over your head, you know, everyone's telling you to get your MFA. And I, and I thought, well, one day, but I'm not ready for that yet. I'm not ready for that. And, and I'm glad now that I never went and got it. However, there was this thing where I was holding myself back before even like fully researching it and understanding, is that something I wanted to do? I mean, fortunately in the position I was in, I had gotten a job which made me um, unable to really pursue a, a graduate degree at that time because I was like working and doing all this cool stuff and learning about the art world through that job. But yeah, I did not um, look into that. So I held myself back. Yeah, I've certainly held myself back countless times. Um, 
still do it to this day. I mean, I think one of the biggest things that I do is I just say, well, I don't have time for that. Like, I don't have time to figure that out or I wouldn't even have time to work on that that much, you know, like I have to do X, Y, Z and I don't really have to do those other things. I just do them now and I like doing them, but they don't need to take precedence over expanding and trying something new. But I also want to talk about a sort of sister concept to fear of success, which is imposter syndrome. Hmm. I think they go oh, <laughs> hand in hand. Now you're now you're getting into it. Do you know about imposter syndrome? Every day of my life. Well, same. Yeah, like every day of my life I think, oh man, someone's actually going to like look at my artwork or something. They're going to be like, wait, I you suck actually. <laughs> And and uh, you're not an artist, and and then you know you get kicked out of the club. You're you're impersonating one of us. Yeah, for me, and my writing, it's like a huge thing, um, because you know, like, when do you consider yourself a writer? Like, when you have like a book mm. out, when you have a weekly column, when you're publishing articles like multiple times a month like what mm-hmm. what is it and I don't know and I have gone through phases where I'm writing a lot and I'm getting published and stuff and right now I'm in a phase where I'm not um, writing in like a public way so like it makes me feel like less of a writer but I wouldn't say that I felt like more of a writer when I was like churning out articles either so Mm. it's just this crazy thing and you just have to say hold on like I'm being ridiculous you know I've always been a writer always be a writer no matter what it manifests as and Mm -hmm. same goes for being an artist of course yeah absolutely I mean that the idea of like being an imposter or, or someone's going to like discover that about you and call you out is is a huge fear i think that many artists writers actors you know people involved in the the arts at least that's where our our podcast is based um i think all of us feel that way and that one day someone's going to like um take another look at us and they're going to say oh wait and call us out yeah yeah and i think that's why people waste a lot of time racking up like qualifications mm, when point. they don't even need to because they're like, well, who could say I'm not an artist if I haven't, if I have this MFA and mm-hmm. I, you know, did X, Y, and Z, but really that's not like the thing that you need to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Well, that's something we could dive into a lot deeper, but I mean, that kind of works into the fear of success a little bit but it's like definitely like you said like a sister fear yeah because i think they both come down to how worthy you feel yes whatever yeah well just to jump back to the fear of success i found this interesting thing online and i'll read it real quick it just says what does the fear of success look like now i've read this already before starting to read uh, before record the podcast i mean 
And man, just reading through it, I was like, okay, done that, done that, done that. So anyway, running through, what does fear of success look like? Low goals. You set the bar low to keep yourself from being challenged. Procrastination. You stall just enough to let opportunities pass. Perfectionism. You strive for perfection, and when you inevitably fall short, that's reason enough not to proceed. Quitting. Just when you're on the verge of success, you find a reason to quit. And self-destructiveness, substance abuse, and other self-destructive behaviors may serve to derail your success. Like all of these, it's like, yep, yep. (laughs) Yeah, same. (laughs) Yeah, it's wild. But I think once we are able to recognize this fear within ourselves, it it helps to derail it in a way. Like um, like I could devote this whole podcast talking about the ways in which I've held myself back. And, And I certainly can and probably will dive into some of that tonight while we're talking but it was like several years ago after like some weird thing had happened which I'll probably talk about in a bit that that you were talking to me and and talking to me about this idea of fear of success and and I realized that that I have limited myself I am in this position and I truly only have myself to blame and then whenever I, I looked at it under that lens, it really like made me think about how to not do that. Should you tell the story? Well, I can dive into things. Yeah. I mean, like along the way, I've self-sabotaged myself. <laughs> um, but And I've also had low goals. Like, uh, like in my previous job um uh when I worked at the art gallery I mean I was there for 15 years and I and I enjoyed the job and everything and many people were encouraging me to somehow have a gallery of my own one day and people even kind of like stepped up and even offered help apparently but I was in this position where I thought that I was not the person for that kind of position. I was not a leader in that regard or that someone that could be that um, professional. You know, I've always just been kind of a a simple worker and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's how I've always seen myself and just kind of limited where I would go. Well, at the same time, I wanted more. So I was then like easily tricked by this art handler company that was opening an art handling company in Charlotte to to take a job with them to be their their um the manager of this new office that was being opened they were they were expanding to the Charlotte area and I was to to open this this new branch and be the the managing um operator and and uh and I was told all these these lies about all the things I would be doing and how great it was and it all sounded amazing but I was too stupid due to my own um you know fears and everything to realize that it was all just 
smoke and mirrors. And next thing I know, I'm just driving a box truck all over the southeast, picking up art and delivering art. You know, that's all it all I became. And um, and then one night after delivering an exhibition, fortunately the truck was empty. Um, I was driving back in the rain and it, the visibility was very low. Driving those box trucks are really difficult at times whenever the road's very slick and they're empty is because they, they fishtail. They have, they're, they're so big, but they have no weight really in the back for all the, the volume. So anyway, vehicle lost control and um, it, it flipped and like when I look back on I'm like, wow, I cannot believe that I did not get hurt or someone else. Like I was like on a busy highway and I was, a, I was about to hit someone and made an evasive maneuver. And fortunately no one was injured. No one, the truck did not touch anyone, but it scared the heck out of me. And I realized, why am I doing this? I used to work at this fancy gallery. People were like respecting me to do all these things. And somehow I was like uh, easily led into taking this other job. And now I could have just died due to my own fears. And uh, I tell you, being afraid of failure is one thing. We can all understand that. None of us want to fail or be broke or anything like that. But I would rather like try to be successful and fail at that than to not try to be successful and end up driving a truck and being flipped over and dying that way. Anyway. Yeah, that was a scary night for all of us. Um, but the important thing is that you learned the lesson then and there. I think you quit that job like, I don't know. I think you like turned in your notice like yeah, right it, after it, that. It was pretty much right after. Like I remember I, I, after I finally got back to Charlotte, thanks to you and no help by the employers that were employing me. I, I like I instantly like set up a, a Bank of America business account and set up an LLC and got business insurance and started my own business like the next week, like done, boom, write the two week notice. <laughs> so I, it, it, it woke me up where I was like, all right, no more just accepting things and limiting myself. Like I, I look at artists that inspire me and, and I, I see them as my role model. Like life is too short. I do not want to be, you know, in my 60s and still doing something like driving a box truck of art, for example, or whatever it may be, and looking at painters I admire and thinking, well, shoot, why couldn't I do that? You know, because we all can do that. I mean, look at a lot of artists that are out there that are successful, whether you're flipping through Art News or Art America or whatever, Instagram, and you see that their artwork, in many cases, it's 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 not good. It's certainly no better than yours, but why are they successful? You have to ask yourself that. Yeah. And usually it's just because they're doing it. 
but I'll just emphasize again, like the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people and also people who will be honest with you. Cause I remember, you know, I was working with Chris at the time that he left the gallery to take that job at the logistics company. And when he told me that's what he was doing, I mean, no offense to any of that type of work, but just for him, I was just shocked. I was just like, why would you do that? Like, you're so smart. You're also a really talented artist. You know, all this stuff about art history, about selling art, about, you know, doing everything that needed to be done in a gallery, plus being an incredible artist. But Sorry, my, my cat is attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, since Chris and I were just like co-workers, I didn't really feel confident enough to be like, oh my God, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I mean, now I would tell him that, but back then I was just like, oh, yeah, well... Well, I wish, I wish you would I'll miss you. Because <laughs> unfortunately, I, I just had people in my life that were like pushing me and I was like yeah even though I knew that as that wasn't right like it didn't feel right I I still yeah like another example I don't know if I've ever told you this story but I think it was like in 2007 um I was doing art Miami with Melberg and I had some of my paintings on view and a gallery from Quebec that I really admire came in the booth and they really, really, really liked my work. And they started talking me up about working with them and doing a show and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, what a great opportunity. Like I was all about it. And, um, but like you said, at the beginning of the podcast, I had this full-time job where I was like, oh, well, I don't think I can... I don't have enough time to make the art and everything. And again, people in my life at the time were not being encouraging of this opportunity. So um, I remember at the, at the time saying to myself, like, well, I'm not ready for this. The time, I, I want this, but the time is not right. And, you know, how messed up is that? Because, like, the time is now for all of this stuff. If you want success, if you want to be someone in your life, you know, right now is the time to start doing something about it. It's not like waiting for lightning to strike twice or, or a, a rainbow to appear above your bed when you wake up in the morning or something. It's like you, you do something, you jump on it. And unfortunately I didn't. And that is, opportunity um just went nowhere i mean fine right now i have a lot of other opportunities that are coming my way and they're better opportunities but what could have happened we don't know yeah i think like if you're being offered something you don't feel ready for but it is something that you want like someday you just have to say well it's being offered to me now for a reason and you have to just kind of like try it uh, maybe you're not ready, but that that's a lesson for you. And you have to, like, give yourself the opportunity to find out. Like, you owe yourself that. But 
just going back to being surrounded by the right people, it's like not so much like, oh, everyone has to like cheer you on and like step out of the way and like allow you to fulfill whatever you want, which is like cool and you need a little bit of that. But mostly what I just meant was like sometimes you have this idea of yourself and what your limitations are and then the people around you are like, what? What are you talking about? You're amazing at this. Like, you don't need mm-hmm. to be doing that. And, like, you just you need people who see you because, you know, a lot of times we get down on ourselves and we don't really see, like, what our true value is. So you just you need people to tell you sometimes, like, no, this would be a great thing for you to do. Like, you're totally ready for that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's so true. And, and a lot of it is just about confidence. Like we all are um, have low confidence in something in our lives. And we, we, we struggle with that to try to become um, more of who we want to be. But we all understand that, that having this, this air of success will make people like come your way, will make you successful. Um, so I think that that is important to keep in mind, like what we were saying earlier about how you look at other artists around you or on Instagram or in art news and you see how their work is, you know, it's not really any better than yours, but they, they're they much more successful. They're, they're starting to put these pieces in motion just to kind of build up their self-confidence and um, help them step into that role. Yeah, they they took the opportunities and they listened to people around them who were supportive and, you know, they didn't make excuses. It doesn't mean they're better than you. And a lot of this stuff takes a long time, too. I mean, we talked to artists who are, like, kind of late in their career and they didn't really, like, blow up until recently, you know? So, like, take take everything that comes because it's such a long game that if you don't you might never arrive where you're supposed to yeah that's a great point being involved in the art world is is not um a a a fast booming thing that you're going to experience like it, it, it and and if it does come fast chances are it's going to leave your life very fast also Mm -hmm. like it's it it's something that you should expect to experience on a slow incline hopefully that's an upwards incline (laughs) but on a slow (laughs) incline so you are building your name you're you're slowly increasing your price structure everything is being built and built slowly 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 and the next thing you know boom after many years global domination yeah but that's not going to happen just overnight so um that's something to be aware of so you have to kind of make some of these these decisions along the way that might be a little tough and uh, i guess it's one thing that you were starting out saying in, in tonight's discussion lauren about how you're you're scared about how others may perceive you and everything and i was mentioning how things were within my family and and i know that that was like um some 
feelings I had early on in, in my career, you know, because I'm like an outsider in a way, like everyone, I was the first person to go to college in my family where I'm from. It's very rural. Um, you know, like I said, everyone works in a local mill. They, uh, they go to the, the, the church that's nearby, you know, none of that's wrong, but I'm the, the one that didn't go hunting and fishing that doesn't like guns that doesn't like country music and likes to paint with oil paint and read about artists that died centuries ago. And, um, so I'm here, I am trying to be successful and get my family and my parents to be proud of me, but, and be successful. But everyone's like a little like, well, look at this guy. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a good point. Like most creatives are kind of black sheep in their community of origin. And then I think a lot of creatives fear success and that like, like it would make them an insider and they could, they could lose their sort of like anonymous, like rebel status if they're like an insider in this community that they're supposed to be a part of or think they want to be a part of, you know, like kind of like that hipster (laughs) mentality again. And like that whole sellout thing comes into play with that too. Yeah. Excellent. Is there anything else you could think of that we can expand upon with this topic or, or, nuggets of wisdom to encourage the audience i don't know we could probably talk about it forever but i think we should all just like make a commitment to ourselves and each other to work on this i mean i'm not saying we're never going to fear success again and we're gonna grow out of this but like i think it's like a lifetime practice that if you hold yourself accountable you can work through it yeah, and and I agree with that. And then something I I said earlier, something I fully believe in. There was a moment in my artistic journey, um, like I've been talking about, how a few years ago, whenever I had this accident with this other terrible job, and I started to like look at things differently and take charge of my own life and my own independence, I I started to say that I was an artist. I started to say no to people with things that I would not do. Like I was in an independent art handler for a bit before I decided I'm going to focus on my painting full time. But, and as I started to say no to people, I'm a painter. Like people started to take me much more seriously. People started to look at my artwork then as a professional, that I'm a professional artist now. And I think that that will happen if all of us start to make a stand for ourselves and say, this is, I'm valuable and I'm important. And the time that I put into something is also important and valuable. And what I'm doing is, is worthy of attention. Like whenever we start to make these, these stands, I think other people will, will take us more seriously and it kind of goes into the idea of 
manifesting the success. Yeah, I think we often underestimate how much control we have over people's perception of us. I mean, even just with me, with like being a writer, well, I started to tell people I'm an art writer. And then what happened? I started to get invited to like press previews and Mm, stuff where I wasn't before. And now I'm like regularly invited to things that maybe like five years ago I would have been like, God, why didn't no one invite me to that? I should be there and blah, blah, blah. Well, no one knew what was going on inside of my head. You know, you have to tell people what you want them to know about you, you know, in a like humble, reasonable way. But usually when you do that, people take you at face value and they're like, oh, well, that's who I'll call for that, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. All right. Well, did we do it? I think we did it. But if you have any comments on this topic, please um, send them to us via Instagram or our email, which is avartclubpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. We'd love to hear about any of your struggles with this, if you've had any... um, any things you've overcome with yeah. your fear of yeah, success. Yeah, just how you got through that. Yeah, we could share those on air with, with other people that might give them some inspiration. Okay. Absolutely. Well, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Lauren Piemont. And you can find the podcast on Instagram at AV Art Club. And of course, wherever you get your podcasts. Excellent. Yes. And everyone, if you're listening to the podcast, please recommend it to a friend. Um, We've had some wonderful comments lately from other people, primarily um, people involved in in, uh, university art programs, you know, people that are like needing some of this insight that we can uh, share with how to move forward in their artistic journey. And we're delighted that we've been able to um, help a few people. So if, if we've been helpful to you or you think we can help others, please share that. Uh, click the subscribe button where you get your podcast so you can get up to date on that. And please share this. The YouTube channel's coming along. Hopefully we'll have that up and running soon. We will give you guys a notification when it's all there our next episode we don't want to make any promises but it might be a video podcast yes we have some exciting new things we want to try at av art club so stay tuned excellent okay everyone i'm at chris clamp art on instagram and website is chrisclampart.com and thank you again for joining us we look forward to the next episode Talk soon. Test, test, test. This is a test. We are testing. (laughs) Test, test, test. Hello. (laughs) Test complete.